Good morning, familia. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Buenos dias. Yeah. We are happy to be together. Amen? Amen. We're excited. God is doing some great things. We're going to be in three texts this morning, beginning in 1 John chapter 4. Then we'll jump around to 1 Corinthians 13, and then we'll end in John chapter 13. So just to let you know. If you want to put your fingers in there, you can get ready. Amen? Okay. How many of you guys have had the misfortune of caring for somebody and them not returning the favor? Come on. You're like, yeah, in the eighth grade, Susan didn't give me a Valentine's card, right? Right? We start loving, you get your first puppy crush, right? Come on, don't you know who it was? You probably, you know, you, you, yeah, but you married yours. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> All right? They're, looking like they're, they're already kissing over there. Like, yes, okay, we're going to get the camera and start showing you, right? Yeah, but don't, ain't it true, right? You, 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 put your, you put your heart out starting in like probably high school or college, and you open yourself up to love somebody and they don't return the favor. How does it feel? Not good, right? Not good at all. You're like, oh, I got crushed. I got crushed. I'm going to confess, okay? Yeah, I remember this one girl that just crushed me, man. And I was like in the fetal position for like hours. And so God said, get up, get up, you know? But it happens. Happened to me, it's probably happened to all of you, right? Come on, tell the truth and shame the devil. It's okay, you can tell the truth, right? But unfortunately, and praise God, God is not like that, amen? Then when God loves us, and he's loved us before we even loved him, just like Luke warned us, right? Romans 5, 8, yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why? Because he loved us. And that's what love does. You're going to learn from me, and I've learned this for the last 20 years, and I can tell you because my teacher is sitting right there, that when you love somebody enough, you step into their mess. Let me say that again. Love moves you into people's mess. God condescended to leave heaven. Why? Because he loved us and came to earth. Yeah? He's like, hey, yup. He's like looking down from heaven. Yeah, yup, yup. There he goes. Look at Santiago again. He's messing it up. Look at Joey. Look at, yeah, whatever. If I didn't pick your name, just put your name in it, right? I love them. Hey, Dad, I love them. I got to go. And his father like, go. When we love people, we step into their mess. This is what we do. 
Love is who God is. Love is our greatest goal, and love is how we love one another. Amen? All right? To be the church Christ wants us to be, we need to know love is God. And love is our highest goal, okay? And love is what we're going to practice to, say it, one another. Come on, you got to participate with me, okay, in Spanish. I am going to talk to you. You're, it's okay. You can talk back to me, okay? It's all fine, all right? Let me say that again. Let me read that again. To be the church Christ wants us to be, we need to, love, we need to know that love is who God is. Love is our highest goal, and this is how we're going to what? Love one another. Amen. We're going to do that. So let's look at the text, beginning in 1 John 4, 8. Okay? 1 John 4, 8. Anyone? Number one. Okay? Here's the first thing I want you to know. That love is who God is. That is the critical thing I want you to know. Love is who God is. 1 John 4, 8. Anyone who does not love... Love does not know God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because what? God is love. This is the main reason we're writing. This seems to be because John, there's something going on when John is penning the letter. Okay? If you're in my class, we're looking at the historical context here. Ready? So we can make the proper interpretation. Everybody in my class understands what we just said right there. A false teaching was infiltrating the churches, a teaching that was undermining all the basic truths about Jesus that John and the apostles and the faithful servants had shared with those churches. This was merely, it was, a, it was an idea. And in fact, it's still an idea that's being taught today. It's called Gnosticism. It's a teaching that declared that all material things, things of this world, were bad or evil. Basically, you and I, because we're made of flesh, bad, bad, evil. And everything spiritual was good. And this is why this teaching was starting to come and creep its way into the church. And people, the church was like, okay, but I heard this. This is what we're doing. And people were trying to worship at the temple of Diana, like in Ephesus, and doing lots of evil things with their body and saying that was okay because that was just the flesh. But I'm still here in spirit and I'm going to worship you. And John is like, no, 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 no. You can't give your body over to a prostitute and then come worship Christ. That's not how the game is played. We don't do that. In fact, that's not what love is. In fact, that's a very popular saying, right? Let me, let me step on somebody's toes here. Forgive me. We see signs of it all over the place, and they call it love is, anybody know? Love. Love is love. Not, I want to make my own sign. God is love. All right? God is love. Okay? And if you're going to love, we're going to love this way, the way Christ does. Right? First John 4, 8, God is love. This is the greatest sentence that has ever been written. Think about that. If you want to summarize the whole scripture, hey, who is this Christ? What is the God of the Bible? Can, can you give me one word that would describe the God of the Bible? Oh, that's simple. Love. 
God is love. This sentence is the keynote, the mission that begins every day. Everything that you will ever hear in song or word for the next past, what we did in the last week and what we're going to continue to do in the next two to three weeks is all about God and who he is and what we're supposed to be to one another. Okay? This sums up the whole content of the Bible. If we were asked for a sentence, like I told you, in gold printing, what would it be? It would be that God is love. Okay? And it's described to him, right, from Genesis, in the beginning, God. What did he do? Created. Why? Because he loved. He was like, I want to make other beings just like me. Okay? And at the end, in the book of Revelation, when he comes back, he's like, and I'm coming back for them because I love them. I'm not going to let them stay in their mess. I've rescued them, and I'm going to bring them home with me. Amen? Amen. Talk back to me. Come on, church. Sunday morning, all right? All right? Thank you, sister. The Bible is simply God's love story. It's the story of love, the holy God to a sinful world. Think about that. That's love, right? Because we, we sometimes practice this thing called conditional love. I love you if, fill in the blank, <laughs> right? Couples, come on, all the married couples, you know this. I love you if, right? Husbands, we tell them, I love you if you cook and clean, you, you know, make dinner, you do this, you do that, you take care of me, all right? And I love you. Ladies, I'm not going to let you off the hook, right? Oh, I love you if you could provide for me, if you could protect me, if you could give me, you know, the big house, the big car. That's how we love sometimes, Right? Parents, oh, I, I love you, my son, if you could give me straight A's on your report card. Or I love you, my son, if you could become the quarterback of the football team. Right? Conditional love. I'm saying no. We're going to practice this thing called grace-based love. Amen? Amen? Because God loved us, and he said, oh, I love you. I know you're going to mess up, but I'm going to give you this one thing called grace. That means I'm not going to count it against you. Why? Because I love you. And that's how you're going to love one another. You're going to show each other some grace because I'm going to mess up. Amen? And you've already messed up. Right? Come on. Remember I tell you, tell the truth and shame the devil. All right? Okay, secretly nobody's looking. Ready? How many of you had a bad morning coming to church this morning? There you go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. See? Right? It gets tough. You get attacked the second you get out the door. You're going to get attacked on the way out in the parking lot. You're going to get attacked on the way home. So much that you're going to be like, don't make me stop this car. Right? And you know, the kids are like in the back seat doing all kinds of evil things, right? You know? Johnny's doing this to his sister, touching her. And she's like, mom, he's touching me. I'm like, don't make me stop this car. If you were Latino parents, you just take off the belt and you start trying to do this while you're driving, you know? Come, come on. You know what I'm talking about. It's not just the Latinos, okay? 
We love because Christ is love. God is love. God is love. And love is from him. The one who love knows, the one who loves knows God and is born of him. The response to God loving us by sending his son to die for us and to love one another. We can do this. All of us can do this because it is who God is. And if we are in him, it is who we are supposed to be. Amen? Okay, number two. Ready? Number two. Love is how we resemble him. How we resemble Christ. First Corinthians, turn to First Corinthians now. Chapter 13, look at this. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but not love, I gain nothing. This is what love looks like. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It is, does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never ends. Amen? Love, what love doesn't resemble, beginning verses 1 and 3. Look at what it doesn't. This is not love. Love is greater than words. Why? Because talk is cheap. Remember I told you, if you love, what do you do? You step into somebody's what? Yes. Oh, I love you. Hope you get food. Bye-bye. No. If your brother or sister is hungry, what do you do? You feed them. If they need a roof, what do you do? You put it over them. You house them. Talk is cheap, people. Talk is cheap. Love is greater than spiritual works. <laughs> oh, but I do this. Look at, look at what Matthew chapter 7 21 to 23 says, look at this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name. And look at what he says to them. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I'm afraid of Christians that are always seeking the mountaintops. You know what I call it, you know? Oh, I'm here and I'm there, and they're always looking for this experience. And I did this, and this happened. I'm going, yeah. I've been to a mountaintop. Really, I have. You know what's on the mountaintop? Nothing. Bunch of rocks, and it's cold, and it's plain. 10,000, 12,000 feet, nothing grows up there. You know where it's fertile? In the valley. 
There's where you got to walk, where there's rivers running through and green grass and trees and fruit and shade. Oh, but pastor, I'm doing this, and pastor, I'm doing that. Yeah. Do you know him? Do you look like him? Would you be convicted of being a believer in Christ just by your actions? If you don't, shut up. Oh, but I, I, I got a word. Yeah, I don't want to hear your word. I want to see you walk. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Sorry. My job is to teach you the word of God, amen? Because it is teaching me first. I, I, I struggle sometimes looking like this. Number three, this is the love is greater than false humility. Look at verse 3. If I give away everything, I deliver my body. Look at me. I'm sacrificing for Jesus. Yeah. You're doing that for you, not for him. You're just trying to be in the limelight so everybody could go, oh, look at Hawkin. He's very holy. Big deal. In fact, that's next week's sermon, humility. Okay? Preview. You want to know what love looks like? What love should resemble, verses 4 through 8. Show the world what we look like. Love is patient. Let me, let me point this one out. And forgive me, ladies, with your husbands. Sometimes don't get historical. You could get hysterical but not historical. Oh, but you did this, and you did this, and you did this. Gentlemen, too. Oh, but you didn't do this, and you didn't do that. No, no, no. Love is patient. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Love is kind. Love doesn't envy. Love doesn't boast. Love isn't arrogant. Love isn't rude. I know because my wife always tells me, you're rude, <laughs> you know? I'm still working on this one, all right? That's me. Love isn't selfish. Husbands, right? Come on, guys, right? We could be selfish. Ladies, you know this. Give your, give your chance, give your husband a chance he'll turn into your third baby, all right? <laughs> see? Yeah, see, I am telling the truth, right? Come on, guys. Isn't the sandwich always better when somebody else makes it? Yeah, right? Dinner's always the best when your wife cooks it and you get to sit on the sofa and watch the Bears lose to Green Bay, right? It's always the best, right? I'm sorry. Bad pastor, bad pastor. That one's for, Bre um, for Brad. That one's for you, <laughs> right? Love is not irritable. How irritable, okay? You come to Sunday church, right? You come to church, and you're like this. <laughs> Go ahead, Luke. Impress me. I was like, dude, tell your face that you're born again. All right? And you have grace given to you. Right? Because if the law was here, guess what you would be? You would be smashed. 
But sometimes we don't tell ourselves, man, like, I got like a thousand reasons right now to praise God. Amen? Amen. Even if today was my worst day, I would still have 999 reasons to praise God. Okay? Love isn't resentful. I'm not keeping a record tally of what you did or didn't do and then bring it out when the next time you messed up. And look, look, I got a list. I got a list. Look it, look it. No, that's not love. Love doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing. Love loves truth. Amen? Love bears all things. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to bear with me, all right? And I'm going to bear with you. Amen? That means you're going to put up with me even when you don't like me, and I'm definitely going to put up with you, all right? Love believes, it hopes, and endures what? Everything. Love wins because God is love. So how can you stop the love? I wanted to show you a clip, but, you know, I didn't want to see everybody crying. One of my, my, one of my favorite, you know, being a guy, guys, right? Um, remember with the corpsman? He's fighting in World War II, and he's a non-combatant because he's a believer, so he doesn't want to touch the rifle. So he goes, I'll just be a corpsman. And they go up this ridge, and the Japanese are killing them. He gets left behind. He rescues, in real life, he rescues over 25 of his men in the platoon. And he keeps going and he keeps saying one prayer, God, give me one more. God, give me one more. Why? Because love goes into the mess. He even helped the Japanese soldiers and healed them. Even though they beat him and considered him weak, and considering him not brave, when it came push, came to shove, he was there. That's what love looks like. All right? That's what we need to look like. So here's the kind of the question. What does a Long Grove Christian, Long Grove Community Church Christian, man and woman, what do they look like? Who do you resemble? I hope so, because the whole world around the community is looking at us. Everybody in this neighborhood is going, oh, oh yeah, that's, oh, that's Long Grove Church right there. I know them. I know them. Why? I hope because we're wearing love and we're walking in love. And we're, I mean, we got love pouring out of us that is like, hey, that's mine. Let me get that. That's mine. That it just spills out that everybody around us goes, oh, my gosh, yep, I know who you guys are. Or... Are they going to say something else about us? Hopefully not. Hopefully you and I are looking like Christ. Okay? Look at this. No greater love than this, right? John 15, 13. Then when a man lays down his life. Why? Because he puts the other person first. If you're married, it's simple. Wives, put your husband first. Husbands, put your wife first. Together, you put your children Okay, if you don't understand what I'm saying, Ephesians chapter 4 and 5. It's all right there. Who do you look like? Who do you resemble? 
Ready? Last one, number three. Love is for one another. Okay? The reason we love is not for me. It's for you. The only way to perform the one another commands is in the context of relationship. Amen? Can we do the one another commands by ourselves? No. no. We need to be in community. We need to be a family. Even when we fight, and we will, we're still going to love one another and care for one another. Why? Because that's what love does. Okay? It's not for me. It's for you. We can't do this by myself. I can't do this by myself. I need you. And sadly, <laughs> you need me. Okay? You cannot be one another by yourself. It's impossible. This is why the church is needed. Oh, but I don't need to go to church to have a relationship. Really? You want to have a relationship with God by yourself. Tell me how that works. You can't even remain by yourself. Tell me somebody that could completely be by themselves 100% of the time. Impossible. Why? Because you and I were created for relationship. You don't believe me? Remember that guy that got lost on the island? And what does he do? He takes a football, uh, volleyball and calls it what? Wilson! Wilson! Even then Wilson went into the sea. What did that crazy person do? He jumped into the sea. Why? Because he really thought that the volleyball was a person. But we act like this. This is how we kind of act. It's funny. Forgive me. I hope it works because God just downloaded this in my brain. Guy is on the island, right, by himself. Could you imagine if he would have gotten rescued, right, the same guy from the Wilson? Helicopter just happens to fly by one day. He helicopter lands and picks him up. He goes, how long have you been here? He goes, oh, I've been five years. He goes, were you by yourself? And they're flying away. He goes, yeah, it's just me by myself. And the guy goes, the pilot goes, but I see three huts. He goes, yeah. One is my house and one is my church. He goes, okay. What about the third one? He goes, oh, that's my old church. <laughs> it works, right? It works. Some of us are like that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I ain't going to love that person. No, I'm just going to go to another church. I'm going to go somewhere else. Why? Ouch. Okay, is it, is it too hard? Is the preaching too hard? Sermon too hard? Okay, if you can't, like I said, if you can't say amen, say ouch. I need you, and you need me. We need each other. I want to love you. I want to care for you, and I hope you want to do that with me. Love one another. Look at, look at here. Here's the application. Ready? We're just going to focus on application now. Here's what I need you to do. Number one, or A, love one another. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give you, right? A commandment, what does that mean? It is not a suggestion, ladies and gentlemen. This is not only when you feel like it. This is what you must do and will do if you are a follower of Christ each and every day. The new commandment I give you that you what? Love one another. There it is. Just as I have loved you, 
you are also to love one another. By this, by what? By this. This is pointing back to what? To love. People will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is how we are going to get to be known, Long Grove, as a church that loves one another. So that when people go, man, I don't go to that church, but look, man, look how they love one another. Man, they put up with one another. And man, they tell the truth to one another. Amen? Amen. That's what we do. B, through love, we're going to serve one another. Galatians 5.13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Not only, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, you serve one another. You were given freedom in Christ, not so you could go and live the vida loca. Okay? You were called to freedom in Christ so that you could be a gift to the church and give your life away by serving one another. Wow. I'm going to give you an example. Ready? Sharon is at home, right, with Pastor Bob. How hard would it be for somebody to make them dinner tonight and just take it to them so she could continue to rest and heal? Would that fulfill this command? Okay, that's a freebie. Sign up. Make it happen. This is my favorite one. Ready? C. <laughs> Tolerate one another. <laughs> Ephesians 4.2. With all humility and gentleness and with patience, bearing with one another in what? In love. Oh, man, I can't stand that person. Yep. He is the sandpaper in your life, and so is she. My job is to perfect you, and you're going to perfect me. As iron sharpens iron, we're going to bear with one another. We're going to tolerate each other, even when we don't like each other. Why? Because that's who God is. And if you're walking with God, you have to do it too. Next one. Greet another with a kiss. Now, this is kind of crazy, right? First Peter 14, uh, 5.14, greet another with a kiss of, of love. We do a handshake in America. We do, hey, how you doing? And we'll, we'll do that Christian hug. You know, what, you know what the Christian hug is, right? Anybody know what the Christian hug is? Side hug, you know? Side hug, right? Uh, in my culture, in Hispanic culture, we actually do this. We do greet each other with a kiss, right? Um, my sister Delilah was this morning. Uh, at our Next Steps class, her being Hispanic, just like me, culturally, she right away, we went towards each other. We're like, hi, how you doing? And we turned the cheek, and we kiss. Hi. In the Arabic culture, right, my brother? All right, we kiss. And we kiss on both sides of the cheek, depending who it is and how you know him, right? And that's, even the guys do that. Why? Because it's a sign of respect. It's a sign of love. When guys, when we really like each other, what do we do, right? We just, we, we, we shake it up. And then we, what do we do? We pull each other in and we, that's, that's my boy. I love you, man. Hug you, right? Can we practice that a little bit, okay? As you're comfortable. We make each other feel warmed and welcomed, right? When you come in each other like, yeah, you, man, I'm so happy to see you. Come here, man. I love it. Jim, where's Jim? Where is he? He's hiding somewhere. Jim, there he is. 
I love, Jim, Jim blessed me because me being new, he, he actually hugs me. Yeah, he's like, come here, I love you. And he hugs me. And Mike Anderson does that too. That's such a gift to me. I'm like, thank you. Oh, they like me. Oh my gosh, I'm doing good. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we love you. We're so glad you're here. Welcome. Try it. Especially if you're not used to that, if you're like a very reserved person, open up a little bit. Try it. You know? Let God in a little bit more and say, come on. Oh, but he might hurt me. Yeah, but that's okay. The goal is for you to walk in love. All right? Last one. Be devoted to one another. Romans 12.10. Love one another with brotherly affection. This is the best part. Outdo one another in showing honor. Woo! I'm going to outdo you in showing honor. No, I'm going to outdo you. No, I'm going to outdo you. No, I'm going to outdo you. Don't just talk about it. Do it. Right? And when we do that, people are going to know, like, wow, yep, that's Long Grove. Why? Uh, those crazy people, they, they, they take the Bible seriously. What do you mean? They love one another and they bear with one another. They even tolerate one another, even when they don't like each other. Yep, especially when they don't like each other. They pray for one another. They feed one another. They hug one another. They even cry with each other. That's the church we're building. Amen? Amen. So, are you willing to obey God so that everyone will know that you are his? Are you willing to practice the one another's? If you are in him and walking with him, it's not even a conversation that you can have. You must obey. This is how Christ said it. Ready? And I'm going to leave you with this. This is what Christ said. I know that you love me. Christ said, I know that you love me if you obey my commands. I just gave you five more. Pretty easy. But it's the way God knows that you love him and the way the world's going to know that you love God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want again, we want to thank you. We want to praise you. We give you all the glory and honor. God, and we ask that you please transform us into the image of your son. Sometimes it is hard, God. Because we're human. We're frail. We're not perfect the way you are. But God, by your grace and mercy, God, give us the opportunity to practice these commands. To love one another. To serve one another. To tolerate everybody. To greet one another. And to be devoted to one another. This is how we love because that is who you are. So God, I pray that you would do this in us and most of all, do it through us. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ. 
And the whole family said, Amen. Amen.